Let's bring in our panel. I want to talk all about the economy and maybe stagflation is on the minds of some. And Nick Tell is going to explain why, CEO of Armory Group, and Paul Murray, president and founder of PTM Wealth Management. Thank you both for being with us. So Nick, stagflation on the mind. Explain what you're thinking exactly. Well, listen, there's uh, obvious concerns because you have systemic inflation coming with rising commodity prices, though there's been some relief of that just recently due to the extraneous issues that are going on, both in terms of the, the disaster in Ukraine, as well as just in general, in terms of supply chain bottlenecks that you continue to see that are COVID related, you know, global warming related. There's a whole host of things that are gonna drive inflation that are unrelated to demand. And so what you have is if ultimately the reaction by the Fed becomes extreme at some point. I don't expect it certainly tomorrow, but at some point to the point that they need to dampen and uh, demand is the only way that they can truly have a some control over inflation. Then you have still the problem of the systemic inflation that's unrelated to demand that then continues and you have demand going down. And then that's the hence definition of stagflation that we saw back in the 1970s. And also to the extent that inflation inflationary pressures themselves start having an impact on the consumer away from the Fed, that can also dampen demand. So there's a whole host of factors here. And as a result, you've seen a lot of volatility in the markets because no one knows exactly which way it can go, but it certainly isn't looking positive. What do you think, uh, Paul? Similar or different? Well, I certainly agree with a lot of that. I, I would also add that, you know, input costs for, for companies are, are just continue, continuing to go up too, which is a big cause for stagflation because you know if they can't produce the kind of growth that we need to overcome this inflation well that's where we get you know the high inflation low growth scenario but we are at full employment too so wage inflation is a part of this equation um i i am anecdotally hearing from my clients that you know the prices at the supermarket the prices at the pump it's starting to to cause them to make different decisions and that is a threat to growth given the fact that this is such a consumer driven economy. So, you know, the war is going to exacerbate, you know, the the, the supply chain issues, uh, agricultural commodities are now, you know, equaling, you know, some of those building materials commodities that we've been looking at for years. And it is the perfect storm really for a stagflationary environment. As we talk about high inflation and slow growth, slowing growth or slower growth here, Nick, don't you feel that maybe um, things will just sort of fall more into place um, because we can't stay in this ultra inflationary environment forever. You'll have the Fed raising rates. Oil is uh, now going to have its first close under $100 for the first time since February 28th, I believe. Um, so oil is coming down. Things may come down. Russia, Ukraine, ideally, is not lasting forever. Nick, could there be a better picture? Well, there can always be a better picture. I don't want to be sort of doom and gloom. I think the, the problem is, you know, you're touting uh, optimistically that crude's below 100. Uh, keep in mind, it was below 70 not that long ago. And so True. it's still inflationary in its impact. It's just not as inflationary if it's above 100. So I think the uh, there's a, a systemic lever that is still there that will keep crude elevated, that will keep uh, commodities in general elevated that will create supply chain issues that are unrelated to sort of the demand equation. That's the concern is that there's only so much you can control. 
And uh, you're just seeing so much systemic inflation that I think it's going to be higher than what uh, the consumer has expected and experienced. And in some cases, some of the younger consumers during, during their entire lifetime. And so I completely agree with Paul that it has the immediate impact on sort of what, how they spend their money as they see it and they're experiencing something for the first time in their lifetime. And without a doubt, and that in itself can bring prices down if people aren't spending because they're just priced out. And it makes sense. It makes sense at the pump. It makes sense at the grocery store, uh, restaurants. You're just seeing prices rising everywhere. And it's next to impossible for a consumer who has wage growth that doesn't nearly match inflation growth. I, I fully understand that. I'm, gl I'm glad you brought up the point that, you know, I'm saying that it's under 100 because, you know, I guess we're glad it's not 130. But to your point, 60 right. is where it was. Right. right. And I, I think that's a great right. point, Nick. Um, Paul, that being said, the supply chain issues are still there. And whatever the Fed does won't fix that. And so how, what's your advice to consumers now? Well, I think consumers are just going to have to continue to deal with these higher prices, delays. I mean, again, anecdotally, I mean, when you're whether you're talking about home improvement projects, you've got, you know, supplies that are in, in that are really backlogged and projects being pushed off. People are bailing out and getting frustrated. Um, I will say also that, you know, the Fed is really pushing on a string here in a sense that I mean, there's so many forces that they've created uh, given you know the incredible increase in the money supply in the last year and and it's a tightrope walk that they're that they are walking because if they raise rates too quickly too fast they're going to blow up the housing market and then the wealth effect that consumers have really been feeling over the last several years is going to begin to evaporate and that's going to harm the economy too and economic growth in, in general yeah nick what's your advice for consumers at this point Uh, it will get better, but you're going to have to ride through some very difficult times and understand that your the spending power is going to be reduced. Uh, your wages aren't going to keep up and uh, understand that it's a, that it may take time, but it ultimately work its way through. There is no way, no easy way around this. We're in a situation where an enormous amount of liquidity was put into the overall economy uh, post COVID, rightly so. And now we're working through that liquidity into the system and it's going to have an impact at, as it works its way out. Yeah. And as we look, you know, we're often focusing on monetary policy because we're waiting to see what the Fed will do tomorrow. But fiscal policy has been a big part of what we were seeing when folks were getting stimulus checks and things like that. Um, Paul, you noted that some of the social benefits that they were receiving, they are no longer receiving. They're not going to feel the sentiment of consumers just won't be the same. Real income was just up one tenth of a percent in January as a result of that. You know, with these government programs gone, you know, we're really going to have to examine, you know, our, our own balance sheets as consumers and, and really, you know, you know, figure out how we're going to make buying decisions in an, in an environment where everything is just so high in, in terms of its price and relative to where we saw it last year or the year before. It'll be very interesting times for sure. Yeah, and quickly, Nick, your GDP projections. I think at best we're going to uh, have a soft landing. I expect that we may be into a recession going into 2023. Yeah. 
Great to see you both, Nick Tell and Paul Murray. Thank you very Thanks. much. A, a really important conversation today. Thank you. Good to see you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you.